Alright, I'm Dan and welcome to the Stage Fright Podcast where we talk mental health while working in creative industries. Today, me and my mate Nicole are heading to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival and we're taking you with us. We're like brother and sister and it's our first holiday without our parents. <laughs> yeah. That's my main goal. I want to see Rob Orton. Oh, why do I always feel anxious in the morning? Does anyone else feel that? And I told Nicole that's where the house was and she drove past it anyway. No, that's not what <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. There was points in it where I welled up. Really? Yeah, I was like, this is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Wow. And I got called up on stage. <laughs> Which is kind of my first little taste into stand-up comedy. I honestly can't believe what I've just seen. Like, it was so good. Because <laughs> I'm not into dance at all. This whole trip, we've said how nice it has been to not have planned stuff. Oh, that's the other thing as well. I'm not great on holidays. What do you mean? I take a few days to kind of get into a holiday. Right, there's a wasp. <laughs> and that uh, was the wasp being scared of me, by the way, just in case anyone was wondering. Do you know what it made me think? It made me think, well, I could do that. Right, we've just finished with Rob Orton. What did you reckon? I feel like how you felt after IMA. Really? You're listening to the Stage Fright Podcast, and welcome to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Hello. I just got up. It's the first morning of the Fringe Festival. I think Nicole's picking me up in a bit. How am I feeling? I sort of suffer with morning anxiety anyway. And it's sort of heightened when you're going into something that you don't know much about. So I don't know anything about the fringe. I don't know what to expect. But like I say, like every morning I sort of wake up with anxiety anyway. Come on then. Casper's at the door. Whinging about something. Probably because he knows I'm going. Come here then. Yeah. Come on, up. But yeah, morning anxiety, and it's heightened by the fact that I don't really know what to expect. I mean, with Glastonbury, I kind of get it. I kind of know what to do with a music festival, but with a comedy festival, I don't know. Anyway, oh, I need a coffee. And then I'm going to wait for Nicole. Also, I'm going to be recording all these clips on my phone, so... I have no idea what it's going to sound like. And being someone that's into sound design and sound engineering, it's going to be interesting to hear the results. <laughs> what am I hoping for from the Fringe? What do I want to gain out of it? I guess I want to learn more about the stand-up comedy side of stuff and how the Fringe Festival works. Like, as a performer, if if you're performing there, I want to meet some performers and ask them if they suffer with anxiety or anything like that. I really want to see Rob Orton. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> that's my main goal. I want to see Rob Orton and buy one of his books. I wonder if I can meet him. Oh, why do I always feel anxious in the morning? Does anyone else feel that? Just like you wake up just with anxiety straight away. I'm supposed to be on holiday. Like, this is like supposed to be a holiday. <sighs> so I was like, all ready to go. Then I realised... I've got to grab the fucking bin, put the bin out last night, I've got to go bring it in. <sighs> I hate rushing around in the morning. You know when you've got to do something and then you realise, oh, I've actually got six more jobs that I need to do <laughs> before I can actually do what I need. And one of my jobs to do was to get these straps from my bag, which I hope's actually small enough to fit in hand luggage. That's another worry, isn't it? Ah. <sighs> Jobs, mate. Absolute jobs. Nicole's here. 
We've been picked, well, say we, I've been picked up. I've got my iced coffee, we're ready to go. Hello? Nicole's just getting petrol. And we are 20 minutes ahead of schedule. So we've stopped to get fuel and snacks for the car. And it was the wrong day to wear a massive black hoodie because it's actually quite warm, which is a bit annoying. All right, parked up. How long to the airport? 15 minutes. 10 minutes. 10 minutes, right. We drove right past the house for the parking. And I told Nicole that's where the house was and she drove past it anyway. No, that's not what <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. So looking at the departures board thing, our flight has been delayed, which weirdly doesn't give me any anxiety. Like, we'll get there at some point. If we, even if we have to walk. <laughs> yeah, delayed plane, which means it's time for burritos. <laughs> I love that we're like, when we got here, we were like, yeah, do you want food? Nah, not yet. And now we're like, plane's delayed, let's go get food, <laughs> straight away. Yeah. So after the plane was delayed, we finally got a plane, and it's the first time I've ever ran for a plane. Have you ever ran for a plane before? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Emma wouldn't have let this happen. <laughs> we would have been on the plane. But yeah, we ran for it. Just got to Edinburgh. Um, I've lost Nicole, which is a bit worrying. But and why is she so far back there? She's like 30 metres behind me. But we were talking about what sort of apocalypse would be the best on a plane. I said zombie and Nicole said hot guy apocalypse, which I've never heard of before, but that sounds better than a zombie one, doesn't it? Why are you so far behind? Why? <laughs> to, to, to find out where the tram was. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm just in a massage chair. Oh. <laughs> ah, you know, it's like a monkey. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You've got five minutes for this. Five minutes? Okay. <laughs> you stick your arm in there, okay. Feels a bit weird. It's, I don't know if it's relaxing. Maybe I'm just feel, I feel a bit tense. I need to just relax. Yeah. I need to relax. Is it doing anything to your legs? Yeah, squeeze, squeeze. I feel a bit trapped, if I'm honest. <laughs> we just got on the tube, and there's some kids in front of us, and they've got really cute Scottish accents, but they're swearing a lot. They can hear you. They can't. Let's see if we can pick them up. Wait, what does it go like again? What's the star about? What's this? Aye. Aye. Cute. A little bit aggressive. <laughs> Just got to the Airbnb. Nicole's downstairs sorting it out now. But basically, it says two beds. But one of them, the guy is living in. <laughs> so we've got one bedroom with one bed. <laughs> so Nicole's down there now going, um... It says two beds here. And he's like, yeah, but we only got one. <laughs> he's like, yeah, sorry. And he was like, oh, this has never happened before. And we were like, how the fuck has this never happened before? <laughs> Literally says two beds on the listing. But he's like, yeah, that just means there's two bedrooms. But I live here as well. And we were like, that's not how it works. <laughs> so, yeah, it's the time is seven o'clock and we still haven't made it into the Fringe Festival. <laughs> Edinburgh's beautiful though. All right, so after one of the most <laughs> awkward situations I've ever been in, <laughs> Nicole managed to sort that out. We're on our way now to see, what are we gonna see? Uh, Grant's told us about somewhere to go visit, and 
and we don't remember what we've booked. <laughs> it's quite overwhelming. To be fair, it's quite overwhelming, isn't it, when you look at all the stuff yeah, that's like going on. Yeah, there's thousands and thousands of stuff. So is that Should we try this key first? Cool. Key works. Right. Now we're heading to the fringe and it's... What time is it? 20 to 9. <laughs> King out. <laughs> yeah, so bait... Oh, might as well wait for these sirens to go by. I reckon he sublets. I don't reckon he lives there. No. Basically, what happened is we got to the Airbnb and the Airbnb said two two beds. So Nicole booked it. We turn up and the guy was like, oh no, it's one bedroom with one bed in it. And Nicole was like, Nicole's a bit fierce. And she 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 she, she puts, puts her foot down and is like, no, no, it says two beds here. We're friends. We don't want to stay in the same bed. <laughs> what can you do? And he was like, oh, you can sleep on my sofa for an extra 50 quid. And Nicole was like, definitely not. <laughs> like, no. He's like, it, you've listed it here as two beds. So, um, I'm not going to pay 50 quid to downgrade to a sofa. To downgrade to a sofa. It's a two... Two-seater sofas and it's like, yeah. Two-seater sofa that's way too small for six-foot me. <laughs> but yeah, but it's all sorted now. He basically... That game shop. That's a board game shop. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> right, let's go in. Uh, yeah, board game shop was a bit of a letdown, a bit weird. But yeah, basically, it ended up Nicole... The guy ended up giving Nicole his room. It's a weird house though, isn't it? It's almost like he doesn't live there. It's like hardly anything in there. The kitchen's really bare. There's nothing in his drawers. There's nothing There's in... nothing. <laughs> You've looked, have you? Through, through his cupboard. There's nothing <laughs> in there. His no. underpants drawers. only got two <laughs> pairs of underpants. <laughs> but yes, anyway, we're now in Edinburgh walking to the f- first show to see a show called Magic with Animals, I think it's called. Um, yeah, beautiful though, Edinburgh, isn't it? Beautiful. So we are, where are we? Blunderbuss. This is where Grant Sharkey's doing his show. I if we can see him. It's called... This is the perfect place for him. Oh, mate, yeah. We actually love him. Oh, there he is, look. Grant Sharkey's, are you worthy? Yes, go on, lad. But also, we are... are we going to watch... Are you we can't... No, he's here on the 23rd. Um, yeah, we can't see him. But we do have to get to our venue to see that girl. We're going to see... I can't remember her name. But it sounds great. It's called it's called my suicide note or something. Yeah, this blunderbuss is cool. All right, on to our first show at. Oh, we got absolutely like rinsed for a cheese sandwich, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> Nine quid for a ham and cheese sandwich. Yep. And we were literally by freshly made pizza stand as well. We yeah. Toasty. For the same price. I toasty or a toasty. Yeah, we were like, oh, I want a pizza, I want a pizza. And as we walked up to it, the toasty stand, oh, actually, no, I fancy a toasty, yeah. It was absolute rip-off. Like, nine quid, same price as a he pizza. S- he sold it well, though. He sold it well. He's a good-looking dude, to be fair. That's probably why I sold it. That's probably why Nicole got involved. Right, we've got eight minutes to get to this show. Patreon.com forward slash Dan Parkinson Music for advert-free, higher quality and early access to the Stage Fright podcast. So here we go and see a show by a woman called Avital Ash and she has a show called Workshops Her Suicide Note where she, I mean, it's quite a dark show. It's quite a dark comedy show. It was the first time I've been in a really sort of uh, small comedy venue and I realised, oh, everything is on show here. You know, you're on stage on your own and everything is, you can hear everything. If someone shouted something out, like you would have heard it, or if someone started talking, you would have definitely heard it. And then the whole time there was a an air conditioner that every now and again would just start making a noise and going off. And I thought, wow, this is one of the struggles of 
doing stand-up comedy isn't it and this is why you do shows like the edinburgh fringe but she'd obviously got used to it throughout the you know the entire time at the fringe and she just used it as part of her act so it was really good she used it really well but yeah so this next clip is the sound of the air conditioner (laughs) and then after that me and nicole talk about what we thought the show next clip you got this good luck couldn't i see this i know it would be funny enough i loved it i thought i when she is, so typically, people that are comedians and work in that kind of industry are generally more. There's a higher percentage of depression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they use the humour to yeah to mask it. To mask it. Um, and that's what, like, you think, right? She was so open about stuff that's so fucking deep. Yeah, that's what it was. And that's why I found it so hard to watch because it was like really sad. Yeah, there were parts of it that were like, but she was funny and she was like, you know, really funny yeah. stuff. And then there were some parts that were like, oh shit, this isn't an act. This, no. This is yeah. real life. This yeah. is actually what she's going through. 100%. Yeah, I, I um, where are we headed, by the way? We need to... Because, yeah, like... It was a tough one. It was, yeah, it was a, t- it was a tough watch. Now you mentioned that, yeah, it was a very... It was a very tough watch, but I kind of liked it. I kind of needed to see it, you know, I needed yeah, to... Yeah, yeah. Guys, go down today, got two pound each for Campbell. Ah, uh, sorry. No, thank you. Late night comedy, every night of the French bar. Oh, oh um, Yeah, it's very sad. Yeah, it was a sad one. We're up some weird alley. It's cool, isn't it? I want to it's, it's, it does look wicked. Back at the Airbnb now. It's like 3 a.m. <laughs> We're booked to see sort of a game show thing tomorrow, which is good. But we went to go see this thing called Magic with animals it was so good yeah she was really good um and i got called up on stage (laughs) uh which is kind of my first little taste into stand-up comedy which is nice and going back to that avatar ash show what really surprised me when i first walked in is how intimate the whole thing was how small it was and if someone made a comment in the crowd you definitely would have heard it and it would have been so off-putting and there's a recording I did where the air conditioner kept going off and making a weird sound and it she was great because she kind of made it part of the show and it was you know I was just thinking that sort of some of the things that the obstacles you'd have to overcome you know doing a stand-up comedy show but anyway yeah I had to I had to go on stage for Magic with Animals and I talked about my old English teacher Mrs Woods and she brought up a story about that, so... Oh, I'll try and explain more in a voiceover. But for now, I just need to go to bed. <laughs> so tired. Also, note to self. Ask Avital Ash to do an episode of the pod. So yeah, now I'm not tired. <laughs> Magic for Animals was a show by a woman called Liz, and she got me up on stage and said, can you write down on this bit of paper someone that you've let down in your life? And the first name that came to my head was Mrs. Woods, my old English teacher. And I loved Mrs. Woods. She was great. Like, there was a few teachers in my time that I really think, oh, actually, you know, they really did help me. And um, Mrs. Woods realised that I'd been copying someone's homework in class. And she, she got both me and the other classmate out and said, you know, one of you has been copying the other. Who is it? And I said, oh, it's me. And she was like, oh, Dan, like, I'm just really let down. You're like, you've really let me down here. And I just felt so bad for, I was like, oh man, I've, I've let down Mrs. Woods. Oh no. Um, yeah, but, uh, she got me to write this name down and then she made it disappear and turned Mrs. Woods 
the name Mrs. Woods, into this little pearl necklace bead that I've got here. And you can hear on the table. But yeah, it was good. It was a good show. It's, it's all about sustainability and using animals for clothing and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's really interesting, really good. It was on in the green green side, it was called. It was a really hard venue to find. But anyway, judging by this Pro Tools session, we are going on to day two now. So yeah, that was it. That was Mrs. That was re, me revisiting Mrs. Woods. <laughs> she won't listen to this, it's fine. Day two, just about to go out. Got my little bag ready. We're gonna go see some sort of circus thing at three. And then there's a show on at 10 this evening. We, it's like, you're part of a video game. It's mad. But anyway, England are playing Australia at the minute in their World Cup semi-finals. And I bet I've just missed a goal. That'd be annoying, wouldn't it? Actually missed a goal in the 30 seconds I was recording that last one. Fuck's sake. So we're out in Edinburgh now. We're obviously, as you might have heard, we're heading to Victoria Street. We've got some circus thing booked for later at three. And then a game show thing, or like a video game thing, isn't it? Yeah, where you can control what the outcome is. Yeah. But it's all live performance, I think. Yeah. But yeah, it'd be good. Oh, we need to talk about the shower, the worst shower in the world. <laughs> it's the worst shower. <laughs> it's like... Yeah. yeah, you have to choose when you're going to wash certain parts of your body otherwise <laughs> yeah because when it's scoldering you know your, your hands yeah. can take there was like that one notch like where it's scoldering hot or freezing cold yeah. and you've got, got to get it around the middle it's oh, I hate showers like that anyway let's go get a coffee I need a coffee yeah. where are we headed oh, wait. we are going to Victoria Street tip for the Fringe Festival always make sure you know where <laughs> where the next venue is because <laughs> we've just worked out that ours is Right now, 35 minutes away. Walk. We were just sat in a cafe with Freya and Laura, our new mates. And then I was like, um, Nicole, we better go because this ice ring is an hour walk away. <laughs> but it's all right. We're on our way now. And then Nicole didn't like my Apple Maps. So she's using her own maps. <laughs> she didn't trust it. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. Can I help? Yeah, absolutely. So I can remember what it was called. Mate, I think that was one of the best things I've ever seen. Really? Yeah, that was fucking unbelievable. Really? I'm very pleased. I was so like... You're immersed. Yeah, like, I, there was points in it where I welled up. Really? Yeah, I was like, this is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Wow. Yeah. I fucking loved it. Like, it was so good. And it... How do I feel? <laughs> What am I thinking? I feel kinder after watching it. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like, why don't I look like that? Because <laughs> he looked unbelievable. Yeah. But like, you know at the start when he started floating yeah. and the lights were going up with him? Mm -hmm. I didn't realise it was going up. Oh, really? Yeah, and then I was like, oh shit, my neck's like going up with him. And I was like, fuck, he's off the floor. I was like, I feel like... I just feel like he was floating in front of me. Yeah. I just feel like I'm never going to be able to do anything like that. But do you know what I mean? Practice now. It, it was <laughs> practice now. And then when he started like swinging, and we, when he was hanging on the back of his neck, yeah. I was like, how, how, <laughs> how, how do you know you can do that? Yeah. 
I honestly can't believe what I've just seen. Like, it was so good. Because <laughs> I'm not into dance or anything at all. I, I, I'm not interested in dance. But seeing it live, I was like, I want to be a fucking dancer. Yeah. <laughs> I want to do that. I want to well, do that. We can go out tonight. <laughs> Imagine I started doing that in that club we were in last night. <laughs> when I start going... And swinging around on my neck and stuff. <laughs> Fucking hell. He was a beautiful man. That annoyed me. <laughs> straight, straight away. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, he looks fucking good. And I had like little jokes that I was going to whisper to you. And I thought, if I whisper this joke to Nicole, it'll ruin the whole experience for her. And I was like... That's why I didn't touch you in the end. Because I was like, you know, you could be... Yeah, you were going to put your arm around my shoulder. Because it was, it was dark, wasn't it? Yeah. It got dark. You were going to put your arm around my shoulder and just like touch me on the shoulder. Yeah. That would have been funny, to be fair. But yeah, I didn't want to like ruin the experience for you by going, oh, I wonder if he's naked under that. <laughs> or whatever. I wonder, I if, I wonder if you'll see his willy. I was joking, 100%. Oh, that was unbelievable. Now we're going to go see something about video games. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was, yeah. I, I think that's really good that you, so you proper connected. With I, yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't really understand, like, the story. I didn't really, you know, no. I didn't really care for, like, if there was a plot or anything, you know. That's what I was trying to work out. I was that's like, what's so going what on? Is like, it, what, is he what was he trying to tell me? I just really enjoyed the visual of it. Yeah, yeah. The lighting, the, I mean, the music was impeccable. Yeah. Impeccable. Mm-hmm. Where are we going? Back. Mm-hmm. Well, we can walk. Yeah, let's walk through the park. Mm-hmm. Fancy an ice cream or something. Yeah. You're I feel like, like that is the best thing I've ever that seen. That is genuinely one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. And I kind of fancy an ice cream now. And I want an ice cream <laughs> to celebrate. <laughs> what did you did you I, did I really you liked it? it. You yeah, liked yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I really liked it. I was I thought that you were not that into it. Oh, did you think I was just like, right, this is boring, there's no boobs in it? Like... No, no, I was, because that's the thing, I didn't really know what to expect. I thought, I did think that there was more that was going to happen, but then I was... Yeah, I thought more people were going to turn up. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it was just, it was just an intimate show with him. It was just an intimate show with He's him. there like this. He's, he's one of the sexiest men I've ever seen. Yeah, I know, I was there like, this is first quite sexual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So watching this guy roll right. around. What was it called? <laughs> Rick, uh, Rick Riel... Cirque dance. I can't say it. It's at the IMA. There he is. Look. Oh no, it's a different dude there. Mate, there's showings every. Hour I think and that's a half. just him with hair, though. Might be. Oh no, is that a woman? No, it's a man. Oh, it's unbelievable. If that was fifty quid, if that was hundred quid, and I paid to see it, I'd be like, yeah, cool. That's that's you fine. Raise like. mistakes. You got fifty now, hundred. <laughs> yeah, any more than that? Nah. <laughs> I need to buy an ice cream. Mate, I fucking loved it. That was so good. I'm glad. So after that awesome show, we went to get some food. We went to a place called Icky Guy, and I am now so full. You know when you're so full that you think, I need to lie down. I just need like 40 minutes just to like lie down before we go out tonight. Nicole wants to go get cocktails. Ah, so torn. Oh, there she is. Right, we're in a show at the minute called Dark Room. And it just keeps coming up on the screen saying, you are about to die. So if this is the last you hear of me and Nicole, this is why. After the thing this afternoon, that was fucking insane. <laughs> that was like... Completely different vibe. It was vibe. just a totally different vibe. Like, just the constant, like, shouting. It was funny. Like, it was great. I thought it was really good. Um, it was more like silly humour. Yeah, it's what, it was like, yeah. It was quite silly humour, but it was like... Um, 
It worked. Like, it really worked for him. The funniest bit was at the end when he's like, he starts talking Norman, he's like, yeah, it turns out I'm Australian. <laughs> the yeah, whole time. I was like, like, oh, I, I, was like I don't know if I believe you. Yeah, yeah. Right, should we go get some drinks? Yeah. All right, I'm just going to take a quick break from the show to tell you about my Patreon, where for the price of half a coffee a month, you will get early ad-free versions of the podcast in a higher quality, as well as a load of behind-the-scenes photos and audio that I've been told to say are NSFW, which I don't know what it means, but people have it on their OnlyFans accounts. Apparently, I, I, I don't know, I've been, I've been told that. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Dan Parkinson Music. You can also get the app on your phone so you can listen to my voice wherever you may be. My Patreon has a pay-what-you-can scheme where all tiers are the same. The aim of this is to have more Patreons paying the smaller fee a month and not pricing people out, which in turn will pay for the show and help it run and run until the end of time. (laughs) Anyway, let's get back to the show. Yeah, so here we went to go see a show quite late at night called The Sexy Circus. As the name entails, it... uh you can imagine what it's going to be like it's like burlesque yeah and so just this is just for a bit of context so you can understand what's going on in the next part tell me your opinion first i i thought it was great i yeah. thought it was really cool it yeah. was really like they call it the sexy cabaret it wasn't like sex like a sex show was it, it was like more comedy like I, I didn't really think it was it wasn't very cabaret at all to be honest i don't really know the difference that's the first sort of burlesque thing i've ever seen yeah like burlesque i kind of see is more it's more underwear it's a little bit more sexy it's a little bit more right. like moulin rouge yeah um, and there's more feathers and stuff there's a little bit more of that Whereas that one was a little bit more circus tricks. Yeah. Uh, and I was, I mean, there is, it's like a, it's a bit of a grey area. But, like, I didn't really think, to so the girl with the purple hair, she, she just obviously doesn't know that many tricks apart from the fire stuff. You know? So oh, she, the blonde girl that came on. So the, so the one with the beard originally. I would think with shows like that, like, when, if something goes wrong, if, like, they miss a part of a trick or whatever, mm-hmm. how much that knocks their confidence yeah, for, like, like, the rest like, of like it. Yeah, like, you dropped it. Yeah, like, when mean? you drop the ball and stuff. I was yeah, like, yeah. I wonder how much that psychologically that actually goes, oh shit, okay, yeah, I hope yeah, I do it yeah. this time. Yeah, and yeah. then the added pressure, the weight of the, like, mm-hmm, that pressure mm-hmm. just keeps keep yeah. building the building. The one that was weird was the blonde one that just came on and it was almost like, <laughs> no offense to her, it was like, very talented and stuff, but it was almost like just, she was just making up as she went along. Oh, yeah, yeah, that Remember her? Yeah, yeah. Like, she didn't really have a skill as such. She was just, <laughs> she just, she like, just stripped off. That was it. She just stripped off and like danced a little bit. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's fine. Like, I could have done that. Like, and I haven't and done the, anything like and, and she went on right after the dude that was like really like, like a gymnast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That dude that came on like, yeah. he was fucking amazing. And then, yeah. I mean, the girl at the end was just, she was incredible. Are you hungry? I don't know. No, I'm not really. But I'm just thinking like, I don't, what are you, what I'm are you feeling? I'm not hungry at all. Okay, so what are you feeling? Um, go find somewhere and have a drink. Okay. I'm there like, I don't want to say it, but you said it, so let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, day two, what's been your favourite show? Oh, it's, tif- it's a toughie. It's a tippy toughie. I like that IMA one. Yeah? The one that changed my life. Yeah. <laughs> really? You think that that might be your favourite? <laughs> but I, d- I did like the hula hoop girl in the last thing. That was okay. awesome. Okay, but did she change your life? No. No. She was just wicked. The man that looked like he was naked changed your life. Yeah, the, yeah, the man... <laughs> The sexy man changed my life, yeah. and the sexy woman didn't. No, no. <laughs> Rob Orton tomorrow, though. Yep. We're just about to head out into Edinburgh for the last time. It's pretty cold. How noisy is this house? I thought Nicole was knocking on the window. 
yeah, I sort of, again, woke up with just like an overwhelming feeling of anxiety again. I don't know why. Why do people get morning anxiety? Is it, is it the, the not knowing what's happening in the day or what's going to happen in the day? I'll ask Nicole in a minute when we go outside. Check out is at 11 and it is 11 now and she's still not ready. If Emma was here, we'd be out pronto. We'd have been out about three hours ago. <laughs> Actually love that your room hmm? looks a little bit student-y. And also like Barbie might live here. As yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, like a Barbie student. Yeah. With pink... the pizza boxes, <laughs> pink towels, <laughs> the chip box. My pink water bottle. Pink water bottle. No, it looks good. And your Ken room. And my yeah, Barbie and Ken room. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a photo for the for the Patreons. Do you know why people get morning anxiety? First thing, in the, do you get morning anxiety? Like the first thing in the morning, um, you just wake up anxious. Depends on how much I've had to drink. <laughs> Does it really? <laughs> well, we had a few cocktails last night. Yeah. No, that was fine. I felt fine this morning. See, I, I woke up feeling like super anxious today. Oh really? Yeah, proper like. But apparently, the cause is the unknown events of the day. I think that's yeah. quite common. Yeah, like, yeah, you're perceiving... So it could be that you're perceiving a bad outcome of the day or the unknowingness of what the plan is. Yeah. Um, the uncertainty, yeah, that definitely causes anxiety. But what's also quite interesting is this whole trip, we've said how nice it has been to not have planned stuff, to like just turn up and go, right, let's, let's do it. So I don't really know why that's kind of come about. But we met those girls yesterday that were like super planned... Yeah. Everything was down to the hour, and I don't know. I mean, Emma would have fucking loved that. <laughs> Emma, that's Emma all over. Yeah. Like, lanyards, times, okay, everything. Yeah. And anything that would stop Emma's plan is if she gets hungry. <laughs> and then it would, like, yeah. then, right, no, I bought the plan, we're going for food. <laughs> yeah. To people listening to this, would you recommend people going to the fringe and planning? I... Or completely not, just wing it? I mean,. I think it's, it's personal preference, but I, I feel when... It's, it's always good to have, like, a loose plan. Yeah. But not to be too rigid and to, uh, like, tie yourself down to a really strict plan because when you're in a new city and you're exploring, it's good, it's good to have a bit of freedom because you might bump into some people or you might walk down a side street and you there's a different show or yeah. there's something else to experience. It just gives you a little bit more fluidity. But with a goal, knowing like, okay, at half two, we're going to see Rob Orton, yeah. and we've got three. Well, apparently, according to Nicole, we've got four hours, but we've actually got three hours. <laughs> you just can't count today. <laughs> uh, so we've got three hours to kind of be a bit free. Whereas yeah. if you kind of, I guess certain people obviously love planning, but I guess we're the kind of people that if it was meticulously planned, if we missed one of those plans because you know we went down a side street for you know three minutes too long <laughs> and yeah. saw you know, a graveyard we saw yesterday, we wouldn't have seen that if we had like a you know had the blinkers on and we were just going to our next venue. And you get you might feel a bit let down if you don't do all your plans. Exactly. Uh, I just think. <laughs> like those girls yesterday had 27 shows booked over. Four five, days? Five Was it five days? days? Yeah. Oh, so it's probably doable then. But do you reckon if they missed any of those shows? Well, yeah, they'd be upset because one, they'd be they upset. Spent, they spent the money. Yeah. And the time getting to these venues yeah, exactly. and exactly. Just... Like I kind of feel like just going back to your original question about like like why you felt anxious this morning. Yeah. Is it? Do you think it's maybe because like 
we only had one show booked in sort of for later and also we're going home today so you're sort of like you think maybe that's what it, it was might be a go- it might be a going home thing it might be back to school in the morning kind of you know Sunday evening vibe it might be yeah. that yeah. but I don't know I think it's quite a common thing like morning anxiety where you just wake up anxious for no real reason yeah I just thought you're the kind of person that would look that sort of stuff up <laughs> yeah yeah like the thing is it's getting to the root as to why why you're feeling that that anxiety yeah what is making you feel that way are you sort of perceiving a bad outcome for the day are you is it the uncertainty of the day it's yes yeah, it's, it's really getting to the root of that yeah because today is i mean did you feel anxious yesterday morning maybe a little yeah i think it's most mornings okay i'll wake up so yeah so it's about, yeah it's definitely about getting to the root as to why because i typically i don't wake up in the morning and feel anxious it depends on what's kind of going on in my life yeah but it's also like how you kind of process things as well yeah like yeah. how you perceive because, yeah, I think it, it sounds like it's sort of like the unknowingness for it's you. A, yeah, it might be like an unknowing kind of thing. And I don't know what that sort I'm sort of scared of. Like, I'm going to go, we're going to go to a, a, go watch Rob Orton later, and he's just going to take the piss out of me. Like, I know 99% that that's not going to happen. <laughs> but, like, what am I actually worried about happening? The plane crashing? No, I'm not worried about that. It could be the thought that, you know, going back to, like, being a kid and Sunday, I know it's not a Sunday, but that Sunday feeling of, ah, oh, the school in the morning. Yeah. Whereas this like, is kind of like coming to an end of like a holiday. Yeah. Oh, that's the other thing as well. I'm not great on holidays. What do you mean? I do take, I take a few days to kind of get into a holiday. Okay. We've only been here a couple of days. We've literally been here a couple of days. So like, maybe if we were here for another three days, yeah. tomorrow I'd be like, okay, I'm relaxed into the, into the holiday now. But I still feel like I'm in sort of work mode. Do you? Yeah, I, st- I, st- I still feel very work mode. Yeah. And I think that's a, t- a self-employment thing because I'm still, you know, on WhatsApp talking to people saying, okay, yeah. you come in for recording next week. I won't be back until Friday, so I'll sort out that invoice Friday. Yeah. You know, you're still kind of always working. Yeah. Even if you're not physically playing guitar or physically writing a song for someone or whatever. Yeah, well, you, you're sort of trying to keep the plates spinning whilst you're away, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. And I think that might be a, a, a source of it. Um, yeah. But I, I think... I think it might be the fact that because you have had a worry about work and stuff like that, yeah. that's probably like, so deep down, you're always kind of subconsciously thinking, when's the next job coming in? Yeah. When's the next thing? Uh, so that's for you, especially being self-employed, that's sort of been something that's been hanging over your head for a long time. Mm. So, yeah, and that'll always, I think that'll always happen. That'll always be... I think yeah. I didn't feel it as bad when I was working at Scansay because I knew that so I was still... regular money. Yeah, I had regular income. And I still got to do I mean, the bagpipes. Yeah, and um, yeah, I had regular income, and I was self-employed, so I was told I had the best of both worlds. Yeah, I do genuinely feel the fact that because if you if you sort of have an ongoing worry of okay, when's the next when's the next job coming in, mm. that sort of stuff, you're automatically your brain is automatically going to be sort of worrying for the future. Yeah, okay? yeah. So that uncertainty. Oh, <laughs> We're just trying to... We just heard some bagpipes and we're seeing what Guan. Hello. Hey. We just heard bagpipes and got drawn to them, so... Yeah. What's happening? Uh, it's the school bagpipe. Awesome. Oh, nice. Great. Okay, cool. All right, thank you. Great. Thank you, mate. 
school bagpipes practicing. But yeah, so I when I sort of when I've been between work, I've had that slight anxiety. Yeah. But I typically, typically, I'm not someone that struggles with it too much, fortunately. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I have been like unsure as to where the money's coming from, how old is Like that can definitely bring anxiety very easily. Mm. Yeah, and it's so sad that that something like money can make people feel this way and that constant need for like, I need to pay the bills, I need to keep keep the business going, I need to pay the rent, I need to pay the mortgage, you know. Yeah. It's, it's just really sad that that's kind of a part of life, but, you know, it's way, it's way too noisy on this street. Yeah. <laughs> Don't even know if any of this is going to come out. That'd be all right. I do think that that's probably what it is for you, because obviously, you think about it, regular, like normally, you're a bit more, you're, you're more cautious with your money, aren't you? Yeah. You're and cautious with your money. It was quite interesting what you were saying the other night about money flow. Yeah. Like, you got to have money go, coming in as well as going out. Yeah. And it was quite interesting that you were saying that go around these slow walkers uh it was quite interesting you were saying like you know even if you have a lot of money coming in and not a lot going out that's still a bad thing yeah well i mean it's not, this is not the worst thing in the world but it's like you need to also spend money as well because you're kind of rewarding yourself yeah for the work you're doing yeah of course. so that's what i don't really spend money i mean i buy a couple of board games and stuff but i don't go out and buy nice trainers or you know my clothes aren't Oh, not the worst clothes. I just play, wear plain Jane clothes. Where are we going down there? Are you? Do you want a coffee or something? Yeah, should we find a nice little cafe? Or... Should we get run over by this car first? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're going to find a nice cafe. I had a dream that I, I was doing a pod with Emma Swift yesterday, last night, and she was being really weird, and she was like being really horrible to me about, about the podcast, and I was just a bit like, oh, maybe that's why I woke up anxious, just because I like had a dream about that. I know Emma Swift would never do that, but yeah. in the dream, she was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> why? Is Literally, Emma... just as we started. Just as we started recording. <laughs> 400 people. It's just like the Truman Show. <laughs> We've just booked a show called 101 naughty jokes yeah we, we booked a show well Nicole found a show called 101 clean jokes and then she was like clean jokes oh no <laughs> and then I scrolled down a bit and it was 101 naughty jokes and she was like oh yeah yeah let's do that <laughs> I was like alright here we go and we're going to see it in about an hour yeah so so I think that the, the best way to sort of deal with anxiety is like you were mentioning when you feel anxiety in the morning yeah is to literally just sort of take a step back and think, right, okay, why why am I feeling these feelings? Yeah. Really, really try and go to the root of what that is. Like, what has made you feel that? Have, have you been thinking about something? Are you worried about future things happening? Is there a bit of uncertainty in your life like, yeah. that you're worried about? Try and sort of pin it down to actually, what is it that you're actually worrying about? And then try and put it into perspective. Yeah. Because taking a step back and looking at what's actually going on in your life, like, for example, you woke up this morning and you were like okay I feel a bit anxious and you didn't really know why but if you were to actually think like look I've just woken up I'm in Edinburgh I'm away on holiday you know everyone in my life you know everyone's doing quite well at the moment like I don't really nothing's really going wrong as such you know like my family my friends are healthy I'm on holiday you know I'm having a great time I've had a great 
couple of days. Yeah. I've got work to go back to. And just twisting it. Yeah. Twisting it around. When when we went to that immersive thing, the circus immersive thing yesterday. Yeah. Right, there's a wasp. <laughs> and that uh, was the wasp being scared of me, by the way, just in case anyone was wondering. Yeah, and they, and they give you that ribbon at the start, don't they? And tie it to the wall yeah. and they say, think of a positive thought. Yeah. The first thing I thought of was, oh, I'm I'm sort of really grateful for all the work I've had on recently. Was, like, that was the first thing. I was going to ask there. you. I was going to ask you what. What the yours. positive thought was? Yeah, yeah. Mine, mine was about like. So a balloon just escaped from a kid. But it's like yeah, a massive balloon. A massive balloon. <laughs> That's all right. They got it back. They got it back. But yeah, that was that was the the first thing I thought of was. Oh, cool. I'm just super grateful because they, they say when you go in, they say, um, think of something positive. A positive thought that you want to release into the that world. you want to release into the world, yeah. Positive energy, yeah. And I was just like super grateful for like, yeah, this big project I've just done recently. And yeah. the fact I do get to go back to work tomorrow and I've got other stuff to do, you know, and, I've got, I've got, I actually got work. And that you've, you are, you've got your own business and you've got bands that come to you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, it's not like people would dream to be in your position. I think, I, I, I think, I do forget that. Like, the people that come to me because they want my expertise on it. And I do forget that, actually, I do, I do forget sometimes that, like, people, people are paying bills with jobs that they don't want to do in life. And I'm paying bills with a job that I happen to love. Like, I happen to exactly. love and be quite good at. Exactly. It's about it's about putting things into perspective. So when you wake up in the morning, and you, or or whenever it is that you're starting to feel like anxiety, try and put a twist on it and just be like, look, I'm in a really fortunate position. I earn a living through doing a job that I love. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes there's a bit of uncertainty as to when the jobs are going to come in and stuff like that. But you have full confidence in your abilities and the connections that you have. That the money will flow. This yeah. is what I was getting at: is that yeah. the money will flow. Yeah. You need to have full confidence that you will attract more jobs, more wealth, and it's everything is flowing. Yeah. And with anxiety, it's about you know in five years' time, would would this anxiety or this worry that you've got currently, would that actually be? Would it matter? Would yeah. you even remember it? Yeah. Because actually, what these things are doing, they're actually holding you back in life because you're in the grand scheme of things, you're only here for a very short amount of time. Yeah. So don't let those thoughts, and it's very easy to say, but don't let those thoughts predict what your future is going to be like yeah. because you could be worried about something and then that's going to sh- shadow your whole day. But yeah, they say that 80% of the stuff you worry about in life never happens. Exactly. We were walking through the graveyard yesterday and I was like, it's, isn't it funny how we worry about stuff in life, all these like little like things in our lives, and then we're going to be dead anyway. <laughs> so like, we may as well just like, not waste our time. Exactly. We're all guilty of it. Like when you've got something that's that's coming up where you you're yet to hear the outcome of it, worrying about it, you're just putting yourself through pain. Yeah. It doesn't actually change the outcome at the end. Yeah. So you're actually punishing yourself or making yourself feel shit before it's even happened. Like say if you're waiting to hear back 
like if you've got if you've gone for a job and you're waiting to hear if you were successful or not if you're there thinking oh I don't think I've got it I don't think I've got it you're just making yourself feel shit mm. but actually they might turn around and be like you have had it yeah. you do have it or they might turn around and say no unfortunately you weren't successful at this time and that's just the universe's way of saying it's not it's right not for you for right you. now yeah. it's not for you but why would you spend your time thinking oh I don't know you know having those negative thoughts whereas you could have been proactive yeah. in thinking like what will be will be if it's, me, if it's meant for me it will be yeah um, it's just you're, you're putting much more positive energy out there and like don't punish yourself mm. for stuff that and you I, have no control over I don't think there is ever really an answer to the anxiety question it's just something people always feel patreon.com forward slash Dan Parkinson music so what was that show called? it was tut 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 terrible <laughs> <laughs> it was it was horrendous <laughs> shit, so <right>? bad <laughs> like so bad the only thing that was good about it was that it was only 30 minutes long <laughs> and i got on stage yeah you did that was yeah that that bit was good that bit was entertaining that probably took up about i don't know seven minutes so that was good <laughs> I mean, uh, that was a bit of a cop out because the funny bit was you trying to figure stuff out on stage. Like the, f- the funny bit was getting a member of the, was laughing at a member of the audience, which yeah. is it's a great it's a good technique because obviously whatever I did would have been funny. Yeah, like exactly. whatever sorry whatever anyone did yeah. would have been funny in that you situation. Were doing me on the spot. Basically, he he got me to m- like like sign language. He was like, "Do you know sign language?" And I said, "No." And he said, "Right, I just need you to makeshift sign language what I'm about to say." And he just had this like horrible story. So I had to just sign language that. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it's interesting. It actually it made me think. It made me think, well, I could do that. <laughs> I, I just I mean, felt like, I could, I, it's like, why? Why are you worrying about it? Why would I am worried about it when, when like, I'm literally getting away with it? Like, yeah. We're on our way to see Rob Orton now, and I feel like I've been building this up. Like, Nicole's not really heard much of his stuff. So I feel like if he's shit now, it's my fault. It is. It will be. Oh, 100, 100. He's the last show that we're seeing, Dan. It is the last show Following we're seeing. the well. last really fucking shit one that we just saw. <laughs> oh, to be fair, it can't really be much worse. Oh, yeah. we're going down there. Right, here's the venue. I mean, just to carry it, I'm pretty sure he won't be shit. Turn right on Roxborough Place. Turn right on Roxborough Place. The destination oh, yeah, change my uh, maps girl to an Irish girl. Oh, yeah, just to connect my home with my roots, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Right, we've just finished with Rob Orton. What did you reckon? Yeah. Um, I feel like how you felt after IMA. Really? Honestly, I, like, I mean, I, like, I feel emotional now. Like, oh, really? Like, yeah, it's, it's amazing, isn't it? It's, yeah, like, he just, there was, everything about it was just so good. Like, how he connected, like, there was just on so many different levels, like, you know, keeping the, the fun in there, the serious yeah. bits, but then also, like, bring it back and... Like he, there was so much depth in it, and the topics that he was covering, and like, yeah, you know, talking about his life, and it was just all oh, it just hit really yeah. well on so many yeah. levels. Um, the first time I heard his poetry hit me like that. I was going for a pretty shit time at Christmas, and he had this Christmas poem. Uh, I can't remember it now, and obviously I wouldn't recite it anyway. But there's something about the way he uses words and like his simplicity in words. It's just yeah. like really hits you. Yeah, it's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. Was it a good way to end the? Honestly, friend? yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I cried. I cried twice in there, and I'm like tearing up now. I'm there. I feel a bit shaky. Like. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm yeah. so glad you you experienced on, that because yeah, I had so that when good. I first heard him as well. Yeah. And you knew nothing about him going in. No. And now I'm. And like, now you got a t-shirt. And now book. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, t-shirt book, and I'm like, I love you. 
can I hug you? Can I just hug you? <laughs> yeah, what a lovely man. When yeah. he came out at the end and started talking about his parents and stuff, like... Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, and he was, like, tearing up then. Yeah. Yeah, I regret not hugging him, to be honest. <laughs> Go get back in the line. Yeah. Oh, honestly. I'm glad I got a book. Yeah. Mate. And it's, like, even how he's signed it as well, he's done it, because, like, because it's just very... How he sort of delivers stuff, it's quite, like, as you say, he uses quite simplistic language and it's yeah. quite raw and, yeah. like, even how he signed the book, it's just sort of, like, a bit scrawly and, <laughs> yeah, just you know? Like... It's just... It is what it is, but it's just very, like... It, it's just real. Yeah. He's very, very real. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love him. Yeah. <laughs> Do you fancy him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't see. I'm literally just there, just like just, staring, just, just staring. Just staring at the merch in his photo, like... <laughs> this, is what, this is what it was like watching you. This is what you. it was like for me, yeah. Watch I should have filmed you, really. But. Yeah, that's okay. Um, yeah. All right, more important question. Are you hungry? No, Are you not? I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, just in, I'm, in, I'm in touch with my emotions right <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> oh, that's great. No, I love that. So highly, highly, highly recommend Rob Orton. Like, yeah. yeah, very, it was hugely touching. Yeah. Good. I'm yeah. glad. Yeah. I'm happy you felt how I felt when I first oh. heard him. Yeah. Right, that's it. We are on the plane now. Um, I'm tired. Nicole's tired. Someone's sat in the other seat, so Nicole can't lie down properly. <laughs> Some, someone's sat in the other seat, so you can't lie down properly. <laughs> Silly bitch. <laughs> uh, did you have a fun Edinburgh Fringe Festival? I had the best time. What was the best thing you saw? Um, Rob Walter. <laughs> he was the best. <laughs> I can't wait to go home and look at his book. I mean, I don't ever read, but I think I'll read this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, oh, I can do all this in the VO afterwards. What, what, what have we learned? Don't overplan. Yeah. Eat more. Eat more. Yes. We need to be more. I got so hungry at points, and I was like fuck I'm so hungry and then eat too much after that and then you feel like tired that's the worst thing I mean we've had perfect teenagers yeah over the last yeah it's like we're like brother and sister and it's our first holiday without our parents I know yeah <laughs> I know and so much so that we even sent Emma like updates that we managed to get the plane yeah. on time yeah. and, and the crowd yeah, yeah. yeah. We will shortly be closing you don't need so a wife to do that for you. You just need Google and a dream. <laughs> <laughs> and you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Thanks for listening. I'm not going to talk the whole way home because that would be boring. But if you don't get this message, it means the plane crashed. I that. <laughs> Spoiler alert, the plane didn't crash because I'm here doing this. And also, if you heard that after the plane crashed... That'd be weird, because it was all on my phone. Anyway, thank you for listening. It was a bit of a strange episode. I hope you enjoyed it and um, gives you a bit of an insight into the Fringe Festival. I guess, for anyone who doesn't know what the Fringe Festival is, it's a huge comedy festival in Edinburgh where you don't buy a ticket to the festival itself. You turn up and there are shows dotted around the city and you find the venue and buy your tickets there. And it's great. It's great to find new comedians and it's great for comedians and performers to showcase their art and that's how we found out about artists like avatar lash we were walking around not much planning and we just got given a flyer for 
That looks quite interesting. Dark comedy, yeah. I'm up for that. Let's go see it. My friend Grant, friend of the pod, Grant Sharkey, he's putting his show on there. Are you worthy? But yeah, it's a great concept and I'd love to try it sometime if um, I ever got funny. <laughs> so there, yeah, there was a show back then that I had to blank out the name because I felt a bit bad because it was a pretty shit show, if I'm honest. Uh, but I thought, you know, I'll, I'll save them. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. Um, if you're going to the Edinburgh Fringe, check out Avatar Lash, uh, Rob Orton, Circus Immersive, Oh, just message me if you want and I'll give you some recommendations. It's a great place and I loved it. Yeah, I'll see you in the... Oh, do I have to say anything else? Find me on Instagram and all that and Patreon. Ah, you know all that. No one listens to this part anyway. <laughs> and remember, if you're going to the Edinburgh, don't plan too much because you don't ever get anything done by planning. <laughs> oh, the music stopped ages ago. Right, bye.